Hello, and welcome to All Things Apostolic. This past week, we have been with Dr. Wilson and Dr. King in Joppa, the Mount of Olives, and in the House of Caiaphas. Today, we are going to be with Dr. Wilson and Dr. King in Engedi. Engedi is mentioned several times in the Bible, and it is a significant location to both Jews and Christians. In the Old Testament, it is mentioned in the book of Joshua as the city of the tribe of Judah, and it is also mentioned in Song of Solomon's as a place of beauty and refreshment. Perhaps most notably, Engedi is associated with King David, who hid from Saul in the caves of the nearby wilderness. Let's join Dr. Wilson and Dr. King in Engedi. Dr. King and I looked for a better place to do this, but we couldn't find another one right now, and it's too important to pass by. So you'll hear the buses, and you'll hear the horns honking and so forth. But we are right now standing at Engedi. Engedi is uh, the reason the buses are all coming is because Engedi is the place where David hid from Saul and also the place where Saul was searching for him. And um, uh, Saul was asleep and David went and clipped off a piece of his garment. Right here is where that took place. However, the reason that we are doing this little session here today uh, is not because of that particularly very interesting piece of biblical information. It is because of prophecy. And prophecy tells us something is going to happen at the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in the book of Zechariah that when he sets his feet upon Mount of Olives, it is going to split. And it says it will be a wide valley that will be made at the second coming of the Lord. The valley will split to the east and the west, and it will create a wide place that will go all the way to the Great Sea, which is the Mediterranean Sea. It will open up a waterway into Israel, which has never been there or even dreamed of except by prophetic vision. That waterway is not only split that direction, but it is split the other direction. Our assumption is that it will split to Jordan River, which is not an exceedingly long ways from Jerusalem, and that it will create on the Jordan River a whole different perspective of the entire southern half of Israel. However, the Bible does tell us exactly that in Gedi plays a very special place. And when you're reading Ezekiel 47, which many preachers have preached from, it talks about um, the prophet being taken a thousand cubits out from the eastern gate, and there was water flowing under the eastern gate, which is all a prophecy of what I'm talking about now. It flowed out a thousand cubits, and out there the, the angel said, uh, measure the water, and he said it was ankle deep. And he said, go another thousand cubits. And when he went another thousand cubits, measure the water. And it was uh, knee deep. And he said, go another thousand cubits. And when he went another thousand cubits, it was waist deep. And he said, go another thousand cubits. And the fourth time he said it was waters to swim in until he said it was a river so great 
that I could not cross. It could not be crossed. Well, that river is going to flow down. The next thing the Bible says is there will be many trees on both sides of that river, and twice it reiterates this, that those trees, their fruit shall never cease. They just keep bearing fruit in season, and that which makes this whole area flourish. The next thing the Bible says that's very important is that, and the sea, S-E-A, the sea shall be healed. And the sea that it is talking about is the one that is directly behind Dr. King and I right now, which is, a, which is the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has no fish in it. The Dead Sea has no life in it. The Dead Sea has no boats on it, except those that are refer research to find out how to use whatever minerals are in the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has no outlet. If there was an outlet, the, the, the earthquake would have to split it to where at the bottom an outlet is, is created, the river is created out of the Dead Sea, which in our discussions we believe is exactly what's going to happen, and that it will actually split and go all the way down to the Gulf of Aqaba. However, there is another part to this that is very exciting that I think many Bible scholars have overlooked. And in Gedi is used in that scripture in Ezekiel 47 to describe this part that most people I feel like have overlooked, including myself for many years. Uh, Dr. King, maybe you could talk to us about that. Well, one of the things that, that stand out is that David, who made this place famous, uh, is, is the father of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the son of David. And so this place has not only historical, but spiritual significance. Um, right now, the brook, the Engedi brook is dry. I mean, you can still see some mud on the edges where a recent rain has filled this up. And what happens is when it rains in Bethlehem, uh, a few hours later, someone said nine hours later, it floods here. So rain over there in the Judean hills eventually comes down here and washes into the Dead Sea. But I, I, I kind of wonder if there was an upheaval of the earth in the days of Abraham. Because as we were talking about earlier, when Abraham and Lot looked out over this landscape, the Bible said Lot saw the well-watered plains of Jordan and he decided to settle there. He chose the well-watered plains of Jordan. They were up on the heights of these Judean hills and Abraham stayed in the area of Hebron, but Lot came down into this valley. At that time, perhaps it was a luscious valley, maybe, just maybe during the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah when it rained fire and brimstone, maybe that was such a earth-shaking cataclysmic event that it caused the earth to sink, creating the Great Rift Valley. I don't know, I don't know how that happened. But here we are below sea level and in order for this this sea, this lake to live, it's going to have to be raised, at least the water level is going to have to be raised to above the current or the then sea level. 
Prophecy says that the waters are going to flow from Jerusalem. It's going to heal these waters. These waters that are dead right now are going to live and abound with, with many types of fish. The, the trees on the banks are going to be filled with fruit. And the Bible says that from En Gedi, which is where we're standing, from En Gedi, the fishermen will cast nets. They're going to be fishing yeah, not fishing poles. right here. So they're going to be, it's going to be commercial fishing. It's going to be, it's going to be living with fish. And the water level is going to be up to En Gedi, where they're going to fish from. So, you know, right now the the water level of the Dead Sea has, is is sinking. I think I think it lost maybe about six feet in the last few years. The last hundred years, it's gone down several hundred feet. But there's going to be some type of a cataclysmic, earth-altering event. It has to be because for waters to spring out of Jerusalem and a, a river flowing from there, that in itself is an earth-altering event. And something like that is going to also shake this area. This Dead Sea is going to be a living sea. Who knows, maybe it will Maybe it will flow into what we call the Red Sea today, the northern tip of the Red Sea, uh, or or maybe it's going to be joined to that. I don't I don't really know how it's going to happen, but we're looking for that day when Jesus comes and stands on the Mount of Olives. So 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 how far are we right now from Jerusalem? Oh, we're only I mean we're less than an hour's drive, uh, and 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 if you go straight. You know, if you would go as the bird flies, as the water would flow, as the water would flow. Yeah. So we're very, very close. So so here's the point and the reason I ask that. It's important to remember when Jesus places his feet on the Mount of Olives, the Bible says that the the rift in the earth, the valley that's going to be created evidently from a great earthquake. When he comes back, it'll be like a great earthquake. It says that, the Bible says, that the valley will be very wide. So who knows how deep that rift is going to be. Now here's one of the things that's really exciting to remember. That rift is going to come very close to and will include a reorientation of the valley Kidron, or uh, Kidron is probably a better pronunciation. Well, we know that the Valley Kidron right now is, 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 a, is a valley, not real big, but it is a valley that is between the Mount of Olives and Bethany where Martha and Mary and Lazarus lived, between the Mount of Olives and the eastern gate of the old city. It's this, this valley is right there and that's the Kidron Valley. The Kidron Valley sweeps down through here and out here uh, between us and the and the Dead Sea is actually further than it probably looks in this uh, in this film, but uh, out there somewhere is the Kidron Book Kidron, and it's the same Book Kidron our um, guide tells us. It is the same Kidron that comes through between the Mount of Olives and between uh, the eastern gate of the city, between the the Temple Mount. That that Kidron. Brook, Brook Kidron comes down and sweeps through here and comes right out here between us and the Dead Sea and then on down here probably a few miles I would guess, am I right about that? It flows into the Dead Sea. The Kidron Valley flows into the Dead Sea right on down here somewhere.
Okay, one of the things that if that water comes through that great valley that is created there, it's coming right down the Kidron Valley. That means the book Kidron is probably going to be a part of this prophecy that becomes a great river. The Bible doesn't say that it's Jordan, it just says it's a great river and it's gonna flow into the Dead Sea. And so Brook Kidron undoubtedly is also going to become Great River Kidron. And so you're going to have kind of a Y coming through here. If indeed the water does flow then to Jordan, it's going to make Jordan massive flowing into the Dead Sea. But Brook Kidron may well become River Kidron because Kidron is closer to the Dead Sea here, uh, of course, than the Dead Sea is. It's between us. Uh, and so that water is going to come all the way up, very close to where we're standing here in Engedi. And, um, and the fishermen will have nets. It'll actually be commercial fishing. Uh, the Bible tells us that the fish that are in the Great Sea, which is the Mediterranean Sea, will actually come and be in the Dead Sea. It doesn't call it the Dead Sea. It just says that the sea that gets healed. And, and it'll be in all these rivers. So these obviously are major rivers uh, and that have significant depth, enough for uh, great commercial fishing. And then last of all, the Bible tells us again that the whole area is going to be verdant with trees, which means there will probably be other flora and fauna. It's going to be like maybe, I don't know what it was like in the days of Lot, but we know that it was the well-watered plains, uh, and it was enough so that he chose it over the rest of the opportunities that he had to make a choice about. And so we are standing now in Engedi where it is dry, uh, other than the stream that flows through when it's raining. Uh, but the waters are going to flow up here. Brook Kidron, uh, we believe, will be a great river, and Jordan River as well will be a great river. Thank you for joining us this week on All Things Apostolic as we took a tour of the Holy Land. We look forward to seeing you next week.